church this morning it's another edition of worship before the lord worship unto the lord hallelujah and i welcome you everyone who is online joining us this morning wherever you are and wherever you may be watching from we are so pleased to have you join us this morning for this wonderful service and for everyone who is actually in service i mean actual not virtual if you're actually in service you're also welcome give jesus a big hand as we take our seat in god's presence hallelujah amen oh glory be to god for those who are online with us this is love's domain family where we church the unchurch and increase the knowledge of god for generational relevance hallelujah hallelujah and this service again as you have joined maybe you're not even a first time on online this is not the first time you're joining us this is the second time or the third time it's a privilege to have you online once again for us and to hear the word of god this morning i would like to quickly exalt us before uh the pastor comes on to give us the word we have been examining uh, a, a review, having a review of uh, the book by our lead pastor, Reverend Banji, The Perfect Match. The Perfect Match. Somebody say The Perfect Match. The Perfect Match. <laughs> Someone is smiling to me from the, um, from the congregation. That smile is deep. Mm. Even what she's not saying, I understand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. It's the perfect match. And, you know, God has been so grateful. God has been so glorious to us. Because I saw a post online uh, about last night or maybe on Saturday. And someone was saying, okay, why are we talking about love this period? Even, uh, even in church, they've change someone to to love message on or relationship stuff on this period of time why have we abandoned uh, other world other gospel in quotes and you know it's it's a perspective yes it's not the entire thing but it's a perspective but i must say that uh, uh the word of god is an entire word the word of god is entire even in the word of god we have the, the instructions for love hallelujah hallelujah so if the if, if the church take a season to talk about it because it's fundamental for living relationship is fundamental for living no man was created to stay by himself to stay alone in one way or the other you relate you you you, you exchange ideas you meet people that is the hallmark but this knowledge must not be absent the Bible says it is not good for the soul to be without knowledge. It is not good. Hallelujah. So this knowledge, so you see some persons, uh, you know, they, 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 they are devoted for God. They are doing so much stuff for God. But this part of their life is not so balanced. Hallelujah. This part of their life is not so balanced. The Bible talks about it in, in 1 Corinthians 16 verse 17. It says, I have sent these persons to you to supply that which is lacking hallelujah 
Maybe I should even start from there. First Corinthians 16, verse 17, if I'm not mistaken. First Corinthians 16. Yeah, First Corinthians 16, 17. It says, I'm glad of the coming of Stephanas and Fortunatus and Archaicus. For that which was lacking in your part, they have supplied. Hallelujah. That which was lacking in your path, they have what? They have supplied. Why? Because even in the sphere, even in our coexistence here or in our gathering, in our lives generally, there may be things that may be lacking. Hallelujah. But it's good that we pursue them in knowledge and with knowledge. Praise God. Hallelujah. And reverence started with a very fundamental scripture. Proverbs 24 verse 3. It says, by wisdom is a house built. Please something. By wisdom is a house built. He said, by understanding, it is what? It is established. Then the next one, he says, by knowledge, the chambers are filled with precious things. Hallelujah. Let me give you uh, a, a graphical representation of how God points it across to me. He says, if you want to build a house now, for instance, like this place, it takes wisdom to, to do an architectural design of this place. So you have built the place. Hallelujah. Once you build a house, for instance, your apartment. The way after building that apartment, just imagine that apartment bare, built, roofed. Now, that's by wisdom. By understanding, it's established. How do you establish a house? Oh, you furnish, you 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 put, you you know, you you screed everywhere, you paint, you, you know, you put everything, you are you know, you cement, you paint fit hand like that now after imagine that your apartment cemented painted and like that can you enjoy the place yeah you, you can enjoy the place i remember <laughs> when i when i nearly moved my apartment it's only, only my mattress i was there <laughs> Everywhere, you know, you could say hello, you say hello, hello, hello. The house is built, sir, by wisdom. You are painted by understanding. But by knowledge, the chambers are filled with precious things. You have your, you start putting by knowledge. Oh, we, we need a wardrobe, oh. we need chair, oh. because you can't stay in that house because it's already established. Fine, we know, but where will you lie down? Where will you sleep? Where will you sit for comfort? Knowledge gives us all these comforts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the knowledge we are about to be launched into this morning again on the perfect match is needed. It is the knowledge that makes our chamber filled with precious things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 7. That's where I will, I will round up this morning. Genesis 7, it talks about the story of the ark. Some of us, our relationship, our dealings with people might be like the ark that was built. Don't forget, by wisdom, it's the ark built. By understanding, it's established. Hallelujah. So the ark in Genesis 7, Bible says, and when God told Noah, remember the story of Noah? God told Noah, you know, go and build the ark. Then rain is going to come upon the earth. 
and like that as far as the ark is built it's built it is in the same level with every other person that did not enter it on the floor on the ground hallelujah struggling dealing with people maybe we may our our dealings can be like that our relationship can be like that like the ark you are just on the floor you don't know how to go about it issues are there there are mountains around them in, in the in the area praise god there are mountains in that place as well there are mountains there are issues there are issues everywhere but the ark is there you are in the ark but there is a quantum of water that will fall upon the earth the bible says as when the water fell when the rain fell it what what happened to the ark it bore the ark hallelujah hallelujah that water i take that water as the knowledge that we need there's a level of knowledge within that will carry you above mountains if you look at genesis 7 briefly it says in verse 17 and the flood was might was the, and the flood was 40 days upon the earth and the waters increased and bear up the ark and it was lifted up above the earth the waters increased someone said the waters increased the waters increased I, I, I wrote I said increase guarantees lifting as much as you are ready to increase in knowledge which is the water surely there will be a lifting hallelujah even that issues in relationship, that issues in marriage, that issues in your affairs at home, it is knowledge by reason of this water increasing. Just picture the water increasing. Even when rain fell in Lagos about last year, about for seven, about seven days, some places were flooded. Praise God. Hallelujah. But this ark that you bear, this ark, which is your relationship, this ark, which is your marriage, must float by the water. It must float and rise above circumstances. What made it rise? The water. The increase of the water. The increase of the knowledge that we'll be receiving this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, it says, it says, and in the last days, Bible compared knowledge with water in a lot of places. It says in the last days, the knowledge of God shall fill your head as the water covers the sea. As the water covers the sea. Hallelujah. So as much as we are ready for increase in knowledge, increase in this water that is coming to all this morning, then be ready that your ark will float. Say my ark will float. Oh, you, you, you are not with me. Say my ark will float. Say my ark will float. In the name of Jesus. He says, and the waters prevail and we are greatly increased. The water coming to all this morning is the word of God. Over that your family, the, the word of God will prevail. You are not with me. Say amen. Say that the word of God will prevail. In the name of Jesus. He said, and the ark was lifted. I love this verse so much. He says in verse 19. And the waters prevail exceedingly upon the earth. And all the eyes that were under the heaven were covered. All the IEs at a point in the ark, the ark will be there. The mountain will be higher, right? Than the ark. So might be difficulties. So might be problems. So might be issues. So might be challenges. So might be, you know, 
you know, when you have a friction in relationship, when you have differences, yet to be reconciled, those may be the mountains. Those may be the ill. They may be the, they may be the mountains. But as the water begins to carry the ark, in this case, the water of the word of God is coming towards this morning. It will begin to bear your ark. And the waters will prevail. And you will start seeing the ill under. In the name of Jesus, I'm, I'm prophesying this morning. Uh, the word of God is coming towards this morning. The word of God will prevail. In the name of Jesus, over every circumstance, the word of God will prevail. In the name of Jesus, say it in one minute, the word of God will prevail. Over my family, the word of God will prevail. In the name of, I can't hear you, in the name of Jesus, say the word of God will prevail. In the name of Jesus, over my life, the word of God will prevail. Over my relationship, the word of God will prevail. In the name of Jesus, I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom. I receive wisdom. In the name of Jesus, I receive wisdom to resolve every difficulty. I receive wisdom. In the name of Jesus, as the water prevail, as the water prevail over the mountains, the water will prevail over every circumstances. In the name of Jesus, in my family, in my relationship, in my marriage, Oh my God, the word of God will prevail. I can't hear you praying this morning. Oh, the word of God will prevail. In the name of Jesus. He said, and all flesh, all flesh, all flesh, all flesh died. All flesh died. All, all ego died. All flesh died. All pride died. In the name of all difficulty died. All restraint. He said, for the devil now, no condemnation, no restraint. For those who are in Christ Jesus, say in the name of Jesus this morning, there is no con there is no there is no restraint for me. The word of God is prevailing and is lifting me up. It's lifting my family up. It's lifting my marriage up. It's lifting my family up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Mato shapare bakota la bayeke de brokodori agadas. Manzon de lebra gabayaba shantele. Manzon brada barabaye bokosiana. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of Lord Jesus. Come on, let's lift up our voices this morning. Let the word of God prevail in the name of Jesus. Let every other name fade away and let Jesus reign in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the word of God prevail. I want us to lift up our voices and pray this morning. As the word comes this morning, it will prevail over every circumstance, over every situation that I'm going through, over every issue in my relationship. In the name of the Lord Jesus, let every other name fade away. Hallelujah. Oh, can we just take that song very quickly? Hey, let every other name fade away. Oh, we worship him. Let every other name fade away Until there's only you Let every other name fade away Jesus, Jesus, take your place
Oh, come on, can you just charge yourself up this morning? Even as the word of God is coming to you, that it will minister life to you this morning. You know, one thing about the word of God is that it never leaves you the way, same way you have come. Once you have an encounter with the word of God, you never leave there the same way. Hallelujah. And this morning, I want you to pray as the word of God has come. Even true and minister broadcasting this morning. And we continue now that the word will minister healing to you. Minister deliverance unto you. Come on, I need you to pray right now. Thank you, Jesus, for everyone that hears your word this morning will experience a transformation in their relationship, in their marriages. Hey, let every other name fade away and let Jesus, the word of God, take his place in our relationship this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let every name that has brought shame, let it be taken off. Come on, wave your hands to him this morning. Oh, come on, wave your hands to him. I don't know about you, but I feel the strong power and presence of God here this morning. Hey. Oh, there's going to be a change, a transformation this morning. Oh, there's going to be a restoration. The spirit of restoration is coming into your relationship this morning. In the name of Jesus. Enjoy his presence here this morning. Oh, we enjoy your presence here this morning. Oh, have your way here this morning. Have your way here this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. of the Lord. Yes, so. Bible says, I was glad when they say, let us go into the house of the Lord. Woo! Because in his house is deliverance. In his house is freedom. Ashes. In his house is joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm glad and I'm excited that we are here Woo! gathered again to hear his word and be refreshed and be renewed Amen. by his word this morning. Hallelujah. Hey man, I want to welcome us powerfully to church. Can you look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor you're welcome? You're welcome to church. Praise the name of the Lord. Everyone watching.
me live this morning in our current church uh, in our quality church we welcome you powerfully uh, for today's service amen hallelujah praise the name of the lord i trust we all had a wonderful night rest praise god it's always a nice time coming into the presence of the lord hallelujah and i'm so glad that we all made it and we are all alive today to witness uh, this wonderful uh, Sunday uh, morning. Hallelujah. We're all powerfully welcome. Praise God. Amen. All right. We've been going to uh, a topic uh, from our book. That's the book, uh, Reverend Banjiola Dipo's book. And um, who can remind me the title of our book? It has actually been mentioned this morning. Perfect match. Okay. Oh, you want to say something? Okay. What's the title of the book? Patrick. Perfect match. Oh. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. And we have been going through this book. Ha, Jesus. You know, anything that has to do with relationships, it always touches the heart. Do you know that? Because one way or the other, we are made to relate. Praise God. And so when we talk about issues that regards our relationship, you know, between a man and a woman, or whatever relationship we're experiencing, you know, it hits us in a different way. Hallelujah. And it's also important for us to know that uh, our relationship, especially in the area of marriage, you know, has a standard. I mean, the God standard. We don't do things the way uh, the world does it or the way the secular world does it. And that's why it's so important that we do uh, the relationship God has for us the God way. Amen. So we won't have issues, we won't have troubles, we won't have problems. And you know, the Bible is the greatest uh, manual for life. If only we can always go through that manual, we won't have a problem. Anytime a manufacturer produces something, he always affixes the manual. Before you use anything at all, we need to look at that manual so that we won't go and press switch A for switch B or we don't press switch B for switch C. Praise God. So if we go through the manual the way God wants us to go through uh, uh, our marriages or any of our relationships, we'll find out that the relationship becomes quite seamless. In fact, seamless. Praise God. And this morning we are taking it a step further. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, last week, uh, our Reverend, uh, Reverend Banjoladi Paul, started the book with us. Amen. And the first uh, topic that was discussed was direction. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. And he explained uh, to details how important direction is in any relationship. Praise the name of the Lord. And, you know, he even went further by uh, depicting. Uh, the full meaning uh, of what direction is. He did an illustration for us here that we all saw uh, where he held the hand of uh, Muriwa and they were going, he was telling Muriwa to go in one direction and he was going the other way, you know. And he, he explained totally uh, how important direction is in marriage. Amen. To the glory of God, I and Reverend have been married for 15 years now. And it's going to be, is it 16 now? Amen. So I can, I can say a little about marriage, right? I do have permission to say about marriage. <laughs> so at least I have a little knowledge uh, of what it entails. And I know uh, we have mature people, daddy here. In fact, daddy is our senior senior in that regard. Praise God. But there's so much to learn, you know, in a relationship. And once a man and a woman 
does not have direction in their home or in their relationship, there is bound to be problems. And it's not only uh, in the marriage, in any form of relationship whatsoever, even in the business, uh, business world. If you don't, if you're not on the same page with your business partners or the people that you do business with, you will find out that in no time, in no little time, the business crumbles because there is no singular direction in that relationship. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So direction is key. Someone say direction is key. Direction is important. Amen. If you don't know your way, you are going to misguide your partner. If you don't know your way, you are going to, you know, totally lose out or fall out of track with things. So direction is key. Amen. This morning, hallelujah, we are going to be going into another chapter of a book, The Perfect Match. By the way, if you need the book after, you know, the whole illustrations and after the whole teaching, you can always get in touch uh, with the church. We give you a, a copy. It has an audio and it also has a hard copy. So you can always have a copy uh, after the teachings. Praise God. Uh, but today, like I said earlier, we are going to be going to the next chapter of the book. A very interesting topic, praise God. And the topic reads, no more compromise. Can you tell somebody that? No more compromise. Hallelujah. Do I have people in the house? No more compromise. Hallelujah. I'm going to be reading it extensively. I think I'm the only one that has a copy of the book. But I want us to follow through. Amen. Do we have a copy? I think we have an online copy as well. So just follow through with me for those of us that are on campus here. Hallelujah. No more compromise. Hallelujah. So I'm going to start the reading because of our time. Praise God. Now in chapter 2, uh, it reads, it says, starting out with a sense of purpose and direction is interesting and good. But maintaining that sense of direction is important, especially in the face of challenges. Hallelujah. It says, a lot of people set out to be incorruptible in the journey in life. But when difficulty comes, they take the easy way out. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, let me, let me boil it down to the marriage relationship now. Um, you know, before we got married, when we were single... Or when you are single before getting married, you have principles that you work with. You have uh, values that you have, that you are possessed, either by uh, experience or from the experience of other people, or how you grew up or your background. You have developed some certain core values that have been a part of you, that has formed your personality. Praise the name of the Lord. And while we grow up and then we get to a stage where we want to get married, we find out that these core values, to a large extent, they determine our choice of a partner or someone that we want to uh, have a relationship with. Praise God. And if we are not careful, and if these core values do not align with the word of God, and we choose a partner without the consciousness of the values of God's standard, we may get to miss it in marriage. Praise the name of the Lord. Some of our values, especially as a Christian, which can never be taken off, is the fact that you are a Christian, a born-again believer. Praise the Lord. It is not expected of a believer to marry somebody that does not even have fire or passion for the things of God. What are your core values as a single person? 
Because to a large extent, these things form a, fundam a fundamental basis for you. So that when you are choosing or when you are looking for that right person, you are able to decipher, you're able to say, okay, this person uh, goes or has a similar core value that I have. Praise the name of the Lord. And as Christians, one of the fundamental values is that that person must be a believer, must be somebody that has a passion for God, must be somebody that has uh, uh, the same views as I have in my faith. But you see, uh, because of the quests or the desire for many singles to just get married, amen, because of the desire of many uh, believers to just be, you know, out of the single a uh, uh, single role and just be married, they now compromise this key factor. Other values can be how nice he is or how hardworking he is, and etc. But as a Christian, we must understand that our core value should not be changed for any reason, either through challenges or difficulties or because we are already feeling that we are getting old, we are not getting married yet, and then we lose sight of the core values as a believer. Praise the name of the Lord. I will read further. It says, in relationships, having a good biblical standard on whom to marry is important. Praise God. But maintaining that standard is challenging for a lot of people. I've seen a lot of believers, you know, they are believers in paper. You understand what I'm saying? They, if you fill a form and give them a form, they say, you know, there's this part they will ask you, what your religion? And, you know, definitely Christianity. They are so proud to write it, Christianity. But in actual sense, they, they, don't, they don't value the things of God. And funny enough, if you meet this kind of people when they want to get married they always want to marry spiritual people praise god they, they have not developed themselves to that point but they want to acquire something that they have not worked themselves into praise god and we find that going on so everywhere we find christians that do a lot of uh, malpractice they do a lot of cheating. They do a lot of uh, uh, um, going to places where they are not supposed to go, negating the standard of God. And they expect that they will not have issues in the future automatically. <laughs> you see, you can't deceive God. Amen. You can't deceive him. God is not like man. He doesn't lie. It's only man that lies. Praise God. Amen. So we see that a lot of Christians find it hard to maintain the standard of God. They are just Christians on paper. They are not Christians by action. They are not Christians by word. They are not Christians by attitude. Praise the name of the Lord. And this, this cannot help you because you attract what you deserve. Praise God. If you are that kind of person, expect that you will have that kind of person attracted to you. If you don't have a core value of, 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 of loving God, of staying in his, in his biblical standard, you will, there will be issues. When you go and marry an unbeliever that does not believe that you have to wake up by 7 o'clock to be in church, then you will know that you have, a problem, you have an issue. Praise God. <laughs> when you wake up in the morning and you see that your wife or your spouse does not have any interests, in biblical matters, let's, okay, let's, my dear, let's study the word. He's already grumbling. Oh, we can do it later. We can do it later. These things are, are started from the very beginning. 
What are your core values? Before you enter into any relationship, you must have a fundamental core value as a person. Praise God. Are you charitable? Don't, if you're a charitable person and you go and marry somebody that doesn't believe in giving, then you know you have a problem. If you marry somebody that does not have interest in, 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 in giving people things or does not have interest in associating with, with people or getting involved in maybe philanthropy, one philanthropy or the other, or evangelism, then you know there's an issue coming up. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. But you see, because of the quest of believers, they want to get married, they want to do this, they, want to, they just want to be the, 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 the norm, they want to follow what everybody is saying, they lose sight of their fundamentals, their core values. And that's why I'm asking you this morning, what are your core values? Are you just a believer because, you know, when you were born, they signed it, Christianity? Amen. Are you a believer because they said that, uh, you, you know, it's time for a hair. Or you find some believers, it's when they want to get married. That's when they remember church. That's when they remember, or, or, that's when they remember that God must speak to them. No, it doesn't work that way. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You must develop biblical standards. And these biblical standards should, they should form your core values. Amen. They should form your core values. They should, you, know, you should maintain it to the point where when you are choosing a spouse or you want to get into any form of relationship, you are convinced beyond any reasonable doubt that this person is the person. I read further. It says, as a believer that desires to maintain a good relationship with God, it is good to marry a believer who has the character of a believer. Amen. But a lot of people have settled for unbelievers because they couldn't get an engagement with a believer or because the unbeliever they were attracted to had what they desire in a man. Praise the Lord. I see this a lot. Amen. You see a believer, a man that is hardworking. Okay, but the, the, the pay never show. Permit me to say it that way. Just to relate with us. The pay has not shown. It's not visible that he has the money yet. And truly, you know that this person is a true believer. He's a Christian. He loves God. He serves God. But you know, the ladies, ladies just believe that, man, if you, if you are hardworking, you must show. You must have the money. You must take care of me. I'm not ready to suffer. Amen. I'm, <laughs> I'm not ready to suffer with any man. And then in that bid, they now enter into a relationship, probably with an unbeliever, or even a Christian that is not strong enough spiritually, and then they mess up their whole spiritual journey with God. Praise the Lord. Because the Bible says, uh, two shall taste a thousand. You know, one shall taste a thousand, two shall taste ten thousand. Your coming together must like, blow up the kingdom of God. Must expand the kingdom of God. It must not, you must not even be, not be counted. Praise God. Your marriage should be something that draws more people to God. To increase the kingdom of, of light and depopulate the kingdom of darkness. Praise the name of the Lord. So your marriage should be a light it should be a light hallelujah but because of the quest the pressures of life you know you are 35 you're not yet married just let anybody anybody should just come and marry me off ah what a what an error praise the name of the lord an error hallelujah don't compromise for anything i always tell people like people that i know that got married a little bit later 
you know, than 25. For the ladies, maybe they got married later than 30 and above and, you know, almost 40. No? I tell them, you have waited this far. Don't now say because of the pressure. You now don't go and settle for anything. When you settle for anything, you are giving the devil a platform to reign. Hallelujah. May the Lord not put us in that situation in the name of Jesus. Especially for those, the singles amongst us. Never ever lower your standard, the godly biblical standard, for the things that, that are not you know, important, that are things that are not uh, 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 permanent. Let me say that. Praise God. Some people have sold off their, their eternity or sold off their salvation because they want to live a better life. They need more money. They want to ride a car. People can be so materialistic. And this materialisticness or materialism, let me not say grammar, this materialism has landed some people into utter, hmm, utter problems. Let me, just, let me just leave it at that. Utter problems. Hallelujah. As a believer, you must desire a good relationship with God. It's fundamental. And whoever you are going to have a relationship with must know that you have that core value. I can't, I can't, I can't pull it. Okay, I want to go for a video. And the person I want to get married to is telling me, ah, it's too late or you can't go. Or he does not want to follow you there. I mean, then you know that there's a problem somewhere. Hallelujah. All right, let's go ahead. He says, it is, um, it is good to marry a believer who has the character of a believer, but a lot of people have settled for unbelievers because they couldn't get an engagement with a believer or because the unbeliever they were attracted to had, uh, who had desire in a man or a woman. Praise God. As children of light, we are expected to marry within the fold. Praise the Lord. We aren't supposed to give in to external pressures from friends and families and marry unbelievers because we couldn't get the believer of our choice. We are supposed to wait on the Lord in prayer and with an attitude of faith till we meet the believer that satisfies the standard of God for our lives. Let me just tell you a little story of myself and my husband. Uh, when we got married, we didn't have much. In fact, <laughs> till tomorrow we still say it, that we didn't have a lot. We didn't have, you know, Reverend didn't have a big tushka or a jeep when we got married. And there was no ready house. Like, in fact, the night we got married, Seth, I was asking him, I said, ah, where are we going to stay this night? <laughs> I know it sounds funny. I was telling him, where are we going to stay this night, though? Because hmm, it is well. Although I was not worried. I know we can't sleep outside the road. I know we sleep somewhere. Uh -huh. Many houses. Amen. We will stay. Praise the Lord. And I Bless the, uh, uh, our father and our mother in the Lord, uh, Reverend Benga Kotila and Pastor Dr. Mrs. Uh, Olainka Kotila. They were so amazing. When we got married, oh, they, are, they were our parents. They took charge of us. <laughs> and we had an awesome time because the first, I think the first two weeks of our marriage, we were just moving from one hotel to the other, just, you know, having a nice time everywhere in Ibadan then. You know, praise God, before we now got our uh, uh, accommodation. So, it was, it was beautiful. Amen. And I realized that if not for the fact that I had faith in my husband, because the truth is, I didn't see all the luxury that I need, that I wanted to see at that moment. I didn't see it. But if I was just after that alone, probably I would not have uh, been able to enjoy my marriage the way I would have today. 
Praise God. If that was all that I was after. Now, don't get me wrong. I am not saying that you should not prepare for marriage. Because you should prepare for marriage. Praise the Lord. But what I am saying here is that you should have faith in your home. That even if you don't have the needed luxury resources that you want at the moment, don't, don't just strike off that partner because he doesn't have those things. Amen. I think it was Reverend Albert to do it. I was saying, if, 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 don't marry a man because of his television, but marry him because of the vision. Praise God. If you are in a relationship and the man or the woman does not have any vision for life, then, my dear, you need to just leave that relationship because you must have vision in your marriage. Praise God. So it doesn't matter if the person doesn't have much. Don't compromise the biblical standard of God because you want to uh, be among be a monk syndrome has destroyed many relationships. It has killed so many relationships. Praise God. It has made people regret in, you know, in all, all dimensions. Praise the Lord. So just, just believe. You know, hold on to your core values. Your core values of uh, 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 being a Christian, a believer, a Bible-believing Christian. Not just a Christian by mouth, but a Christian by action. Praise the Lord. And just trust God. And wait on the Lord in prayer. And with an attitude till we, till, you know, till you, 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 you see the, the satisfaction of the standards of God in your lives. Praise the Lord. All right, I read on. It says, a dictionary meaning of the word compromise says to expediently accept standards that are lower than is desirable. Do you get that? When you compromise, God has a standard for you. This is the standard. But you now fall below the standard of what God wants for you. You can't definitely, you can't get that best that God has in store for you. When you fall, you know, for that. Now, I'm not just talking about riches. Because you are talking about, okay, uh, the person is not rich. And, uh, you know, and we're saying he's falling standard. That means he's poor. No, we have people that are rich, but they are not the standard of God for you. So it's not about material things. Praise God. I've seen people who are rich, they're not happy. And that's not God's standard for you. God wants you to be what? To be happy. He wants you to be above, you know, above all things. To, to, to flourish. You know, like a tree planted by the riverside. He wants you to flourish in your marriage. He wants you to be happy. I mean, God is not a... We don't serve a wicked God. That when you get married, your life will not even change. Even if it's just little. He wants you to progress. He wants you to develop. Some people are married. They are rich. We see the finest outside. But they are not happy. Their soul is deprived. Their soul is deprived of joy. Their soul is deprived of peace. I saw, a, I saw a rich man one time. And, you know, where he was seated, he was just rubbing his head. He was rubbing his head. And I was like, what's wrong with this man? He's very rich. And he was just rubbing his head. He was rubbing his head. It was later that, you know, I got to discover that he had, you know, I think a lot of, a condition or something. Or he had to, maybe to calm his nerves or something. He had to keep, now he's rich, but is he at peace? He's not. Praise God. So let's not be moved by physical things. Let's not be moved by the standard of this world. But we should have a standard of God. And we should never accept a lower standard of what God has for us. If you will fulfill your purpose, enjoy marital sweetness and bliss, you cannot afford to settle for what is just available. Amen. Don't settle for less. Tell somebody, don't settle for less. Don't settle, below, uh, don't settle for something below what God has for you. 
God's plan for you is, is, is superb. God's plan for you is, is wonderful. God's plan for you is, is the best. Praise God. Tell yourself, God has the best plan for me. Come on, say it to yourself. God has the best plan for me. He cannot put in so much in me and then just leave me anyhow and just give me out to anybody. Praise the Lord. God has a standard and he will always meet your standard. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't worry. If you are not seeing the things that you need to see at the moment, if you have not gotten the, the riches that you desire at the moment in that person, just wait. Just have faith. Praise God. And believe that things will definitely get better. The Bible says that the part of the righteous is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. Don't believe that when you get married to this person, even though he doesn't have, or even though she doesn't have the, the, all the things that you need at the moment, believe that things will get brighter. Things will get better. Praise the name of the Lord. Things will definitely get to the standard of God for you. It will never remain down. It will always be going up. Praise God. No matter how little the progress is, there will always be progress. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, don't settle for less. Don't settle for less. Wait until that appointed time. Hallelujah. Don't let go of the fundamentals. The fundamentals of the standards of God for your life. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we quickly open our Bibles to Genesis chapter 24? I'm just going to be reading that scripture from verse 5 to 8. Hallelujah. Are we there? Genesis chapter 24, verse 5 to 8. The Bible says, And the servant said unto him, Paraventure the woman will not be willing to follow me into this land. Now, before I read this scripture, I just want to give us a real uh, a recap. Now, Abraham, uh, Father Abraham, sent his servant to go get his son a wife. Uh, his son Isaac a wife. And you know, you know, when God spoke with Abraham that he should leave and go to the land that he has promised him, he had actually moved to the land, the Canaan land and all that. And when he got there, his son had now come of age in that land and he was about to get married. And he told his servants that he should go to uh, their own land and get him a wife. Praise the Lord. And so when the servant uh, got there, he was now saying to Abraham that, Father, sir, if I get to the, the, our, uh, the, our land and this person, uh, this wife that I'm trying to get for him, decides not to follow me, should I now bring Isaac to this place? And this, is what, uh, this was the conversation. Let's go ahead. In Genesis chapter 24 from verse 5 to 8 now. Amen. And I continue my read. He says, um, And the servant said unto him, Paraventure the woman, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again unto the land from whence thou camest? And Abraham said unto him, Beware thou that thou bring not my son hither here. The Lord God of heaven, which took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and which spake unto me, saying, Unto thy seed will I give this land. He shall send his angel before thee, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from thence. And if the woman will not be willing to follow thee, then thou shalt uh, clear, shall be clear from thy, my oath. Only bring not my son hither again. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do we understand that scripture? You know, he was telling, her, he was telling uh, him that, see, if the woman does not want to comply, I don't know. Just don't. My son cannot go back there. 
she, she just has to follow you. Praise God. Because this is the land that God has covenanted for us. If you go back, that means you are losing your inheritance. May we not lose our inheritance because of what we will eat. Because of what we will wear. Some people have lost, they have lost value. They've lost purpose because of what they will wear. What is this? By the time we finish our purpose here on earth and we go to our father, do we know, do we know what we wore that day, Seth? We don't know anything. We don't even know the house where we left. Girl. It's not in the record anymore. So why must you sell your purpose, sell your life because of what is infinitesimal? Let me put it that way. Abraham said, see, this is what God has promised me and my generation. I will not say because of anything, I will lose my inheritance. May we not lose our inheritance in Jesus' name. Some women have lost their, their value because of what they will, because they want to travel around the world. See, if you have a covenant with God and you know the God that you serve, you will go around the world. Praise God. You will do everything you want to do. It may not be the time your friends are going. It may not be the time that uh, it's popular. But it will surely, your time will surely come. Tell somebody, my time will come. My time will come. Praise God. So don't envy your friend that your friend, because your friend is rich. Amen. Because your friend has the best fleet of cars. You now lose your own value because you want to live that fake life. Praise God. May we not live a fake life in the name of Jesus. Many have, you know, missed it because of the fakeness of life. That, that, that friend that you are envying, do you know what is going on inside the house? Do you know what she's facing in her house? Praise the name of the Lord. So we must not, fake, we, should, we must not lose our inheritance because of the things that we want to benefit or because of physical things. We must... Hold on to the biblical standards of God for our lives. May we not miss it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So Abraham gave his servant a strict warning. He says, no, I will, not, I will never allow Isaac forfeit the inheritance by, you know, by not dwelling where the God has promised to them. Some people, God has, some has, God has said so many big things concerning your life. Are, are you aware that marriage has destroyed so many things, so many plans of, of God for some people. Because of that person they married. Those that person, they lost out of the inheritance of God. Hallelujah. But thank God we serve a God that forgives. Amen. There is always restoration. Hallelujah. But a lot of things may have been lost. A lot of things may have been, you know, you know missing or wasted. Praise God. So please, let's focus on the fundamentals of God. Let's not lose out our inheritance because we want to fit into society. Because we want to fit in. We want to fit in. We want to, we want to be like every other person. Amen. I remember when we first got married, we didn't have a lot of resources. Praise God. And then you know, it was around that time that we had so many events, so many uh, O1 bears. <laughs> Praise God. So many parties. You know, all around. And we knew ourselves that we could not afford to be buying a sherbet every time, every time, every time. And I told my husband, I said, see, we can't, we can't keep buying a sherbet. We can't. We just have to maintain, you know, our, our pockets. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. So it will get to that point in your relationship where you, you discuss with that, your partner. Say, see, we can't go beyond this. So if it's going to work, we can't go beyond our budgets. And you, you abide by it. Don't be moved. Some people, Asherbi has destroyed many homes. That's the truth. Because they've not bought that Asherbi. Ha! The wife will not let the husband rest. Why? Why? What do you need that for? 
You are not taking. Are you taking Ashebi to heaven? You are not taking me to heaven. In fact, these days people are just choosing color because they know they want more boshenlo. Praise God. Just choose. Wear wine. Wear color green. Everybody will wear color green. Don't give yourself unnecessary pressure. Tell somebody. Don't give yourself unnecessary pressure. Just because your friend got married at 23 and all things are seemingly good for that person, don't compare yourself. Don't lose. Don't lose the standard. Don't go beyond the standard of God because you want to be a monk. Amen. Hallelujah. May we not miss it in our lives in the name of Jesus. May we, may we, may we be able to say no to those things that we need to say no to and stick by the word of God in our relationships in the name of Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, I read on. Uh, he says, even though Abraham didn't want to marry a wife for his son among the Canaanites, he still wouldn't compromise Isaac's inheritance for that. He wasn't going to let go of God's promise to him. He wanted to marry a wife for his son from among his people. At the same time, he wasn't going to let Isaac forfeit his inheritance by not dwelling in his promised land. <coughs> Excuse me. Praise God. So, don't lose your inheritance. <coughs> Thank you. Don't lose your inheritance because of the things you will eat. It's not worth it. Praise God. All right. <coughs> A lot of us have traded our inheritance for some sort of short goodies. <coughs> Hallelujah. Because of short goodies, goodies that are not important, a lot of people have missed it in life. Praise God. A lot of people have, have cut short of the glory of God upon their life because of a short time goodie. I will tell you uh, an instance. Maybe in your workplace, God has a bigger plan for you in the, in the office. And why, you, you know, you, you are not patient enough. You miss out on something very big. Maybe because somebody told you, ah, let's do a, a sharp deal, sharp, sharp. You know, and then you were caught in that sharp deal. And when they were caught, and the officers in your office detected it, you were sacked. And probably God had already been cooking out a promotion for you. But because of that short pleasure... That short, uh, um, pleasurable experience. You have cut short of, you know, the things God wants to see. The bigger picture. I believe that when we start looking at the bigger picture of things, we will not let small things affect us. Praise God. I, you know, if not for the fact that, you know, I married well relatively early. I think I got married 24. I didn't want to rush to get married. I, I had already outlined how I wanted everything to be. Praise God. I didn't want to rush. I had no pressure. I was even the last one. Nobody even expected <laughs> that I would get married the time I got married. In fact, there were some people that when I gave them my ivy, they, were, they just looked at my ivy like this. They said, ah, what if I marry? He wants to get married. Because they didn't believe that I was ready for marriage yet. They felt they were still looking at the young KG, the small, you know, I'm the last born of five children. And the only girl. So nobody even thought that, uh-uh, at least you still have four elder ones that you'll get married. I, you know, and I got married, I think I was, uh, was it the third, okay, no, the fourth marriage. Yeah, my three brothers had got married, but I was the fourth marriage before my immediate elder brother got married. So when I saw, gave my uh, IV to some people, they were like, ah, ah, you want to get married? I said, yes. Ah, you are ready to get married? I said, yes. 
So many people did not believe. <laughs> they still were looking at me like a small girl that wanted to get married. Amen. But I knew it was time. Praise God. And I knew I had found the right person. Praise the name of the Lord. So please, don't lower your standard to please a certain community or a certain, uh, 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 a certain sect. Or you want to please some people in your family. No. I tell people that marriage is between you and that person. If you, do, if you are not ready for it, there is no pressure. There is no pressure. I'm not an advocate of somebody that will say, oh yeah, go and just go and get married. You know, you have to get married. Mm -mm. You have to, because marriage is not, it's not child's play. Marriage is not something, it's not something you just look at on the surface. It's deep. It's deep. For example, if you say you want to get married because to a, to a lady, uh, excuse me, because she's beautiful. Or because she's fair, she's fine. I tell that person, I said, okay, what if, God forbid, oh, God forbid, I'm not wishing anybody bad luck. But what, what happens when an accident happens and, you know, there's a big slash on her face and she has this scar and half of her face is affected and it's not, she's not as the way you met her. What happens? Will you divorce her? Answer me now. Will you divorce her because she has a scar on her face? Or some men, this one is even very, very, very popular, you know. She must get pregnant before I marry her. That one is even pre popular. Praise God. Many of us are laughing because we can relate. If she doesn't get uh, pregnant, I cannot marry her. Uh -uh. How can I go and marry somebody that I will get married to after? No, we will not have children in the next 10 years. Ah, No, she, I, I must test. I must test and see that she will get, she, she will get pregnant. Okay. What if after marriage, she even got pregnant for you before marriage? The stomach has even come out very well. And lo and behold, you are married with the pregnancy. And something happens. And then they say there's an issue with uh, her fallopian tube. She loses that pregnancy. And uh, conception again is hard. Oh, no. And conception again is hard. What will you do? Will you divorce her because of that? Marriage is deeper. Tell somebody, marriage is deeper than that. Marriage is not child's play. It's not, it's not based on just feelings. Reverend was saying last week, it's not just about butterflies in your tummy. The butterflies, like he said, will change to scorpion that will sting you and you will just die. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I'm not saying that when you see somebody you like, you should not be attracted to the person. Of course, you have to be attracted to the person. I mean, the person you want to marry, so you can't see the person and you'll be going, oh, what's this? You have to like the person, right? But we should not just base it on physical things alone. Physical things alone cannot just sustain your home. It is only the word of God, the biblical standards of God that can hold your home, that can build your home to the very image of God. Hallelujah. So we must look beyond the physical. Oh, she's he's tall, dark, dark and handsome. Oh, she's beautiful. She has a figure eight. Let me tell you, when that person you marry is 70 or 60 or 80, you will not find that physical attribute again. Amen. Things will change. Ideas will change. Mentalities will change. That's why you, you, don't, you don't just base your home on things that are, are going to change with time. You base the things, uh, your marriage on the word of God that never changes. 
There's no season to the word of God. In the times of dryness, the word of God remains. In the times of plenty, the word of God remains. In the times of sickness, the word of God is there. In the times of joy, the word of God is there. The word of God is constant. Amen. That is why when you are in, in your relationship and you go through a little challenge, once you go back to the manual of God, you become stable again. Hallelujah. Never compromise your standard. And say because you are getting old. Or because uh, when you are passing, the people are talking. Yes. Look at them. Look at them. Yeah, one lot church you. Look at them. They don't you can't even see any glory in them. Look at look at you're just wasting their life. You say, me, I will enjoy myself. Oh, I will go for raves. I will live my life. It's my life. I will live it. Who told you it's your life? It's my life. Express there's this advert they say, I think it was maybe Guinness or something. It said, Express your it's your life. Express it now. Who told you it's your life? It's not your life, oh. It's not. I will say it again. This life we live, it is God that gave us, gave us. And we are meant to be a representative of God here on earth. Hallelujah. Our bodies are the temples of God. Amen. And we must exhibit the glory and the standard of God for God to reign in this life. Amen. So we can't just live our life on any standard. Our standard should not be the standard of this world. Our standard should be the standard, the, God, the biblical standards of God. What he has promised you as a, as a couple. What he has said concerning you as a couple. You're, the person coming to your life must add value. Must add value to you. And it's not just, it's not just money. It, sir? It's not just money. The value I'm talking about is not just money. The value I'm talking about is, it could even be intellectually. Some people, when they got married, that was when they brushed up. That's when they, they could get more academical, uh, you know, heights. They could reach more academical heights. When they got married, that was when they could reach things that they could not even reach as a single person. Praise God. So that's what I'm saying. So, mar to marry right, is, 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 everything is in the manual. Is in the manual. Except we just decide not to follow that manual. It's possible. I can buy a microphone and not follow the manual. I'll be using it. This will work for a while. So don't be deceived. There are some unbelieving homes that are working. Do you believe that? They're working. But it will get to a stage. They, it's, the battery will just run out. And now you hear that they're divorced. Or you hear, or you hear they are, they, are, they are punching each other in the house. You know? When I hear punching in an unbelieving home, I'm not shocked. But when I hear it in, in the body of Christ, I, I will sit down again and say, ah, what, what's going on? What happened? Because there would have been signs. And we need to follow it. We need that. That because a lot, a lot of us have compromised. You've seen the anger in that person. You've seen that that person, when you touch his thing like this, it's war. And you're still marrying that person. Somebody that cannot share. He can't share, he can't share his time. It's when, when you have important things in your life. He's not there. Or she's not there. She will give one excuse. Eh, I have to do this one. I have to do, and because you say, ah, I'm getting hold. I'm getting hold. Let me just manage. At least he's the only one that has spoken to me. Let me just manage at least let me not just say, I came to this world and I didn't get married. Oh, my goodness. May that not be our portion in the name of Jesus. Tell yourself, I carry value. I carry value. If you know you carry value, you can't just afford to just go and meet an unbeliever. <laughs> Glory be to God. 
I remember when I was still single. I just want to share this. Someone may learn. Uh, an unbeliever came to ask me out. Uh, and when he came, to tell you the truth, I was shocked. Because I didn't feel that an unbeliever, somebody that does not even go to church and all that, would come and meet me. <laughs> you know, and in school, I was a very sisterlicious person. You know? I always wear my, my berets. And, you know, I'm very sisterlicious. You know? Permit me to use that word. I know it does not exist. <laughs> you know, I was a sister. And this person came to meet me. And I was shocked. I was like, if at that day I looked at myself again, I said, it's like I did not do this sister enough. <laughs> I mean, she sister, you know, I should take it to another level. Praise God, because I'm like, what's this? You know, I felt embarrassed. You know, but it was later, because he's a friend too. You know, he was not telling me. Uh, you know, he was somebody I used to talk to. You know, but we're not enemies, obviously. But I just didn't think he would ask me that. You know, and so I asked him one day. I said, ah, let me not say his name because he may be watching. <laughs> I asked him, I said, what did you see that you, what, what, what made you, you know, talk to me in that light? What made you say those things to me? And he said, well, he said that anytime he sees me, that he always wants to, you know, move closer to God. But it's hard, you know, it's hard for him. You know, this way, he believes that if we're in a relationship, you know, he will buckle up. Yes. He will sit up. And, you know, if, if I tell him, let's go for fellowship, he will go. You know, let's go to, uh, you know, that scope. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> now, I want you to look at it from this side. That if I was somebody that was in dire need or desperate of a relationship, do you know I could have compromised? and said, yeah, she'd be, she'd be want to win a soul for Jesus. You know? <laughs> You know, the devil is a very terrible something. He said, we are doing it for the right cause now, right? I want to win a soul for the Lord. Let me just agree, you know, and then I will, I will, I will follow, you know, and then we'll start something. It comes gradually. When we start losing compromise, when we start making compromises, it starts gradually. It's not just something that goes, bam, praise God. You may be in a relationship with someone. You are, you are already going. The person is not a strong believer. And one day the person will just say, ah, ah. You, you don't even used to go out. Let's go out now. You understand? Then you go out together with the person. Because you know very well the person is not a strong Christian. But you now go out with the person. The person now says, we are going to a club. A night club. Night club that they do all manner of terrible things. Smoke. Dance wildly and all that. And then you agree. Gradually, you are losing your fire. Praise God. And see. We must never lose our fire. May God not let us lose our fire. Our fire must keep shining bright and bright. Not lower and lower. And that's what compromise does. Compromise makes you someone that is seemingly strong for the Lord. It will now make you, before you know it, you won't, you won't even start having interest in church again. Before you know it, if the person smokes, you, you're already used to the smell of smoke. So if he offers you one one day, let me even try it. Say, this thing that you're enjoying. Eh? Or if it is beer, beer palo. You see, ah, so God forgive me. When I see clubs or beer palos and I see men, in the, you see men there for hours. They will leave their homes and, they, you know, it hurts me because I, I, in my mind, I see that your wives are somewhere, you don't even know, and you are somewhere in the club just drinking your life away. Let me say that. <laughs> Permit me to say that. You know, those little, little things, those. It doesn't matter. It is small. It's very little. I will tell you a story. 
before, before we finish this morning, a, a man was building his house. And while he was building his house, very quickly, I'll share that story. He had built it, painted. Well, the furnishing was there, the roof was there, everything was already beautiful. And the only thing that remained was him to move in with his luggages and everything. The furniture, everything was there. And lo and behold, there was just the corner of that building that an animal died. You know, maybe an animal, a dog or something, died. And the dog was at that corner of that building. And when he passed the building, he just said, maybe it's just a dog. Leave it. It does go. Nothing, nothing. It's not going to do anything. Let's leave it there. Before you know it, that dog began to, began to what? Decay. Now, he had moved into the house. The, day, the very day that he was supposed to move into the house, you know, there was funfair, you know, there was decoration, plenty of food, cooked food and everything. That was the day they were supposed to move into the house. And when they got there, when the guests were coming into that compound, I was like, oh, what was this smell? Was, I'm perceiving something. You know, I'm supposed to be perceiving jollof rice, you know, all those nice, nice things. And all the guests could smell was just that dead dog. Not even, they were not even magnified. They were not looking at the edifice anymore. It was just that smell. That and Now, he was now concerned. The owner of the house was now concerned. Like, Where is this dog? What's going on? You know? And then he remembered that two days to the opening or the commissioning of his house, you know, the housewarming, that there was a dog that died at the corner of that building. And he didn't tell anybody to remove or exhume that uh, uh, corpse or the, uh, the dead animal. And he left it there. And now the day of the glory that he was supposed to celebrate and enjoy himself with his family and friends and well wishes. That odor, that singular thing he neglected, that seemingly infinitesimal, unimportant thing that he didn't count as relevant. Now what? Made that day a very embarrassing day for him. And that's what compromise does. Compromise makes you go below the standard. People don't now see the glory again about you. They now see the very least of you. Praise God. May, God not, may, we, may we not put ourselves in those kind of situations. We need to have a checkmate on those things that are not important. Hey, hey, they are important. They are important. Amen. Do not neglect those things. Do not, even to the extent of God values our uh, chastity in your relationship. Don't say because we are married. Yeah, you now go you, you, because we know we are going to get married. We are going to marry now. Hey, you, are, you are my fiance. You are my, my spouse. You are my girlfriend. Then you go and start doing, committing things, you know, that you are not supposed to do. It, 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 it affects the glory, the image of God. Amen. And uh, we are representatives of God. We should not do things that would derail or tarnish or affect the glory of the image of God. We are meant to give God glory in all that we do. Even in our relationship, the glory of God should be seen in our relationships. Praise the name of the Lord. So don't let go. Don't lose sight. Don't compromise. Tell somebody, don't compromise. I will not compromise. I will not lower my standard because I want to feel among. I will not lower my standard because that's what everybody is doing. I will not lower my standard because I feel that that is how it should be. No, 
I will maintain the standard of God everywhere I go. I will preach it in my relationship. I will preach it to anybody that wants to hear, for anybody that cares to hear. Whether they want to feel offended or not, I don't care. I will preach the word of God. I will stand by the word of God. I will make it a cancel. My children will stand for the word of God in the name of Jesus. I will stand for the word of God. Let it be said that when we got married, we moved to another level. Spiritually, we grew together. Let that be our story. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't lose your standard for anything. Don't lose your fundamentals for anything. Even in your job. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Some people have received promotions because of their value system yes that that thing they say you should just sign in the office you're a christian we see it every day i've worked with this, with, with the, in that system and i see that believers do unimaginable things because they want to enrich themselves you don't need that you don't need to to fall down the standard of god because you want to be rich what is money money will come at his right time don't let, don't let the standard of God drop because you want to, to, be, to be a monk. Yes, I'm, 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 the high, I'm in the highest form of the office. And then your subordinates or your lower people will just be looking at you. And we know what God stepped there. Haven't we heard? Ladies, that they will promote in the office and they know, we know how they got there. Praise God. They are in the high office. But we know. I don't want to go to you know, raw this morning. But they, they know how they knew how they got there. And by the time you ask them, these are people that go to church. These are people that say they are Christians. We are not perfect. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that we are all super perfect at all. But we walk on to perfection. Praise the name of the Lord. We walk on to perfection. Whatever we do that we do wrong, it should not be something that we cooked up and said, yes, I will do this to achieve this. Anyhow, anyhow, even if I have to sleep with a man, even if I have to, you know, please, don't let the standard of God drop for anybody. If that person tells you a no, thank you very much. I'm a Christian. I'm proudly Christian. And I move to somebody else that will, will have my values, that we share the same value. Don't lower your standard because you want to fit in. No. We are not even meant to fit in, self. We are not normal people. Praise God. Praise God. We are not normal, praise God. We are supernatural people. So we can't be normal. When we get to a place, we can't just conform there and just be there. You know, I love what they said during my sent forth in the office. They said, ah, Mrs. Oladipo, when there's an issue in our hearts, I mean, I, don't, I will walk up to my coordinator in his office. <laughs> I will tell him, ah, sir, gently, I'll just tell him gently, sir, I feel that, you know, maybe we should do this this way, should do this that way, you know. And they said it that day. I didn't even know. They were like, ah, Zanadipo, she's somebody that once she has, she wants to do something, she will do it. They knew that. And they appreciated me that day for it. I was I was overwhelmed. Now let me say because I'm a Christian, I want to just join in. I'll just start doing everything that they so I'll start, you know. May we may we understand these things in Jesus' name. Because people God God people are watching, you know. It's not even at me. I don't do this because God, people are even watching. Yeah, I just do it because I fear God. I just fear Him. I can't afford to use other means to get to that top. I'm, I'm, I fear God. I have the conscience. I can't do it. Praise the Lord. And we need to have more people like that. 
don't be ashamed of the gospel you preach. Romans 1 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel that I preach. Amen. I'm not ashamed of it. Don't be ashamed. They may laugh at you, mock you. I say, hey, I want to look by Jesus couple. Everything is Jesus, Jesus. Any little thing you will preach. Any little thing. Take it. Yes, I like it. That's my identity. These are our core values. And don't be ashamed. Amen. May God give us that grace to be true ambassadors for him. And that we will not compromise of the things that God expects us to do in the name of Jesus. So can we be on our feet this morning? Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's be on our feet. Wherever you are watching me this morning, I want you to just pray. Hallelujah. I don't know uh, the position you are in, in your workplace. <clears throat> I feed back on with you. I, I choose not to compromise. I choose not to let down of the standard of your standard in my life. In my life. Come on, can you lift up your voice right now and begin to declare and pray. Father, in my relationship, I do not reduce the standard, your standard for us. Married, or we are about to get married. I want you to pray this morning and say, God, I choose your standard above my standards. I choose your standard in the name of Jesus. Because I know and I understand that your standard builds my core. Your standard builds my fundamentals in life. It makes me view view things the way I should view it in the light of your word this morning I want you to lift up your voice and begin to talk to the Lord and as many that have lost sight of this as many that have missed it you have made a mistake you are already involved in some things that are not worthy that are not something you are proud of why don't you talk to the Lord this morning and say father oh Lord Jesus I clean myself I put myself by the help of the Holy Spirit this morning in the name of Jesus set me back online set my heart on fire for you again in the name of Jesus I don't want to be like those that is when they need help that's when they seek you they lose sight of every standard of God and then they look to you I don't want to be like that I want to observe your life, your will for my life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, come and lift up your voice this morning and begin to pray, Lord. Commit your relationship unto the hands of the Lord. Your marital relationship or your relationship at the moment. I want you to pray, Lord, help me to be a minister, a true light in this world in the name of Jesus. Oh, many people are looking for light they are looking for direction and it is through us that they can have a glimpse of that light oh come up pray to the lord this morning lord let me be a light in this world oh god help me help my relationship help my relationship to be a model in this season of wickedness in this season of unrighteousness help me to stand out in the name of jesus oh help me not to be ashamed of the gospel of 